or visit Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. Welcome to the Marie Manucherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 16 years of professional healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My medical background combined with intuitive insights and skill in moving energy have been a catalyst for transformation in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon and welcome to our Energy and Medicine Meet. I'm your host, Marie Manucherry. I want to express my gratitude and appreciation to all of our listeners, wherever you are, Seattle, New York, Utah, California, Arizona, Oklahoma, and our international listeners as well, Spain, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Scotland, Norway, and Canada. Thank you all for your interest in healing yourself and your dedication to living a happy life. And this is our good news day, actually, and we have really, really great news. Mike Dooley, the author of Infinite Possibilities, is our guest here. He's actually in Portland in the Northwest right now and will be in Seattle on the 8th of November doing a class. He'll be doing a talk here at 7 o'clock at Unity Church. So we're so grateful that Mike is here in the studio. Hi, Mike. Hello. Hello. Thank oh, there you for you having are. me. Yes, we're so happy to have you. This is great. And of course, he's not actually in the studio. Eric was just about to correct me on that. Um, but he'll be in Seattle on November 8th. So are you enjoying the Northwest so far? I love it. It's a whole different kind of uh, <laughs> psychological energy here. Very different from the East Coast and different from Florida. So great change of pace. Oh, great. That's wonderful. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed your book. It's just beautiful. Thank you. Oh, it's very well written, of course. I mean, you are a New York Times bestselling author. Is this your second um, time on the New York Times bestselling list or your third? Oh, no, this is my first time, oh. so it's especially meaningful. Oh, well, congratulations. We're all very, very happy for you. It's Thank wonderful. You. And so what are some of the things that inspire you to do what you do? Well, I've always been led to kind of follow my heart and uh, meaning. Uh, you know, I, today, effectively, I'm a teacher. I, I speak about the nature of reality, the infinite possibilities before us to live lives uh, that are fulfilling and joyful. Um, but I never set out to make the world a better place or, or put others' needs before my own. And I think that's really, really important, and it's part of my message, that we, we each need to tune in and... Uh, be true to ourselves and our desires. As it's said by Richard Bach in the book Illusions, um, it's the divinely selfish soul who makes a change, you know, in earth, on in time and space. And I, and I really adhere to that. And I do not think selfishness need imply that we make progress at the expense of others. I, I think uh, it simply means that we honor who we really are. And that's kind of what inspires me. Oh, well, that's beautiful. Yeah, I always like to call it spiritual selfishness. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, I love that. Yeah, you enjoy what you do. Uh, and you started off as a tax consultant. Yeah. yeah. Well, I started off kind of doing the should. What should I do? What, what's the most logical, practical thing? And I was led a little bit by my heart. I mean, I like numbers and the business world appealed to me, but, but it was more of a should. I, I got a degree in accounting because I should, and I became a CPA in the state of Florida, and then I got the job with PricewaterhouseCoopers. And I did that for six years um, and had and still have a lot of respect for the profession and the industry, and particularly PricewaterhouseCoopers. 
but it was never who I was. And uh, I always thought something would come along, someone would come along and rescue me and say, you know, man, you're a really amazing person, Mike. Come and uh, join this team of great thinkers and, and um, you know, launch this company for us. But no one ever came. <laughs> so one day I just quit, literally cold turkey, with some forethought. I had listed my home in Boston, found a, a buyer, and decided to just force change in my life, which sometimes is part of my message and my teachings. Mm. And, uh, and sure enough, you know, <laughs> that did the trick. You know, all of a sudden it was sink or swim. I better figure it out now. And uh, that's when I became an entrepreneur about 19 years ago. And so along with going ahead and quitting your job and walking away from something that you had decided wasn't making you happy anymore, um, what were the other tools that you did? Because I know you love um, visualizing. So were you visualizing back then as well? Yeah, I learned visualizing at Pricewaterhouse my first six Mm -hmm. months because I got myself in a situation that I thought uh, that... You thought you were going to get fired, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, in, sometimes it takes uh, scary, fearful times in our lives to really uh, put a fire under us, because I had known about the truth of who we are, uh, our divinity, inherent divinity, our immense, unimaginable power, but in a theoretical level. And uh, I remember thinking in college, well, when I get out of school, I'm going to start using this stuff. And then... Um, it wasn't until I got a job with Price Waterhouse, and of course I was very, you know, preoccupied and very busy and very filled with myself, that I still didn't start using it until it felt like my head was on the chopping block. And then it was like, boy, I don't know what else to do, but let me try this visualizing stuff. And bing, bang, boom, things changed rapidly and swiftly. Uh, I was relocated into the tax department. Uh, I was sent overseas on a foreign assignment. I was living in the Middle East, traveling the world through Africa, Asia, the Far East, and South Seas. And, and um, having used visualizing and used these kind of universal truths and principle with such success at that point in my career, when it was time to spread my wings and become an entrepreneur, oh my gosh, I did it to the hilt. You know, I pretended, I acted as if, I did a little splurge here, I I kind of faked it till I made it, you know, which doesn't mean you've got to go tell a bunch of lies, but you can, it's more of your own perspective on life and who you are and where you're at. So I was the entrepreneur even though for a few months I didn't know what I'd be selling or how I'd be making uh, ends meet. Um, But it it did force the situation. And Mm -hmm. when we have an end result that we're taking action on, we literally summon the resources we need, be them financial or inspiration and motivation, to to bring it about as we move towards it. Well, uh, thank you so much for taking that risk, jumping off the bridge for your life and and then writing material that helps inspire others to do the same thing. Because that's what people need also is role models, you know, individuals that they can look at um, who take the risk and the chance um, to change their life. So, of course, we thank you for that. So I also um, recognize when I was reading parts of the book that people who aren't great at visualizing, you actually think that that could be a very positive. Yeah. I, I find because I've done, I've spoken to so many audiences around the world that that literally ten or twenty percent of the people, when they're honest, raise their hand and, and they say, you know, Mike, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see images when I close my eyes. I don't know mm-hmm. how to to put in all the details mm-hmm. and hear all the sounds. And really, when I, I I offer visualizing guidelines that are super simple in the book, uh, and one of them is to 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 visualize the details. And the, the one that follows that is 
the ultimate detail is emotion, to feel the joy, feel what it is you're really after. That's why anybody would want to lose weight or have a new relationship, improved health, abundance. It's always about the joy. So visualize the joy. It's literally, however corny this sounds, it's the turbocharger of making things change quickly in your life when you visualize. And if you can't see the, you know, the colors, the sights, the sounds, then, then forget those details. Forget that guideline. It's just a guideline. And go straight to the emotion. Once a day for five or ten minutes, just kind of get into that place, uh, that feeling of, you know, I've done it, I've done it. And, and you don't even have to say what you've done. Just imagine <laughs> the happy tears rolling down your cheek, oh. or imagine the phone ringing off the hook. Imagine people slapping you on the back and giving you high fives and saying, well, way to go. And then for having put that joy out there, the only way it can become a thing, and that's my number one teaching, that our thoughts literally become the things and events of our lives. Right. Thoughts include emotion. The only way it can become a thing as you go about the affairs of your life is if the physical props, including people and circumstances, are rearranged. Uh, it's a magical world we live in. It's like a, a dream we have at night. And when you have a dream and you're putting joy out there, when you visualize and you're going out into the world, moving in a direction of joy or abundance or whatever you want, you then put yourself in a place of receivership so that there can be these so-called happy accidents or coincidences that will yield one click after another that, that brings to your experiences a physical sensation of joy again. So I tell people, push the happiness button, not because material things don't matter. They do matter. We're one, we're one of them right. physically. But push the happiness button because this is how you rearrange the physical props and players and opportunities of your life uh, mm -hmm. in a way that pleases you. Because, because if you will, life's magic or your greater self knows exactly what it is that'll put that smile from right. ear to ear on your face, financially, emotionally, health-wise, materialistically. And um, you can't really feel what you put out there unless all of it's taken care of for you. Right. You know, I think it's also in that joyful place that you're describing, which is challenging for a lot of people. I find it interesting when I talk to people, some people really don't know what joy feels like. And, mm -hmm. and that can be an interesting experience, helping someone to feel that way. But I, I well, think it's... You, one of my yeah. presumptions uh, or um, tenets of the book is that we are here to thrive. And, uh, you know, however we define individually from person to person, thriving. And to that end, the cards of life are stacked in our favor. Mm -hmm. I say that we are 10,000 times, literally, mm -hmm. if anything, that number's on the low end, 10,000 times more likely to succeed than fail, to wow. smile than frown, to laugh wow. than cry, to have friends than be alone. Our lives are proof of this for each listener right now. Just look at your life. Look, you're not here with a 50-50 chance of survival. You know, if that were true, 50% of everybody would, you know, pass away early and, and be flat broke and riddled with illness. I mean, it's like, look how healthy we are. Look how happy you are. Look at your life right now and don't worry about the dark continent uh, or famines or plagues because too often people will be sidetracked from understanding the truth by posing some very complicated, tricky questions, which all have answers. But for the listeners, look at your own life right now and, and see how true it is that you've been inclined to smile more than frown, to have some money rather than be flat broke. And when you understand this truth, your inclination to succeed, you realize it's if we're all being pushed 
onwards to greatness. If only we understand the truth about our magnificence and the possibilities before us, and then play the game with defining what you want in terms of the end result and taking baby steps towards it, then the magic takes over. Mm-hmm. And I think that that joyful place or whatever, meditation, walking through a park, whatever someone needs to do to kind of shift their vibration, move into an altered state, a place where you're not so overwhelmed by the material reality, then you yes, can connect true, to that. Yes, very true, because it's certainly not all about materialism and right. whatever you can do today to to smile a little bit more than perhaps you were going to, whether it's a, a walk in the park or feeding the ducks or listening to mm-hmm. music, give that to yourself. and And don't become one of those people, because I've heard it just as well, Marie, that, you know, I don't know what it's like to be happy and, and really and truly thinking of my life. I've never, ever been happy. And, you know, the more we focus in that direction, the more we look at all of the evidence that shows that we weren't happy, the more we'll see it and the less we'll remember the good times. Everybody here in this listening range, if you will, um, has known happiness. It's just that sometimes, you know, we look at TV and we see how they define happiness and it's with a Bentley and it's with lots of great looking skinny friends and it's with a lot of money in a house on the ocean. Then we say, well, you, that's not something I've experienced, but but happiness can come from being with, you know, a beloved pet or reading a good book and, and they set the bar so high that it's in it's not just unrealistic, it's completely artificial and they blind themselves to to all they've already done uh, the wonderful person that they already are and the achievements they've already uh, experienced. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, we're very happy to have you on the show today, listening to your wonderful wor- words of wisdom. And so we're going to go straight to our phone lines and get some questions from our callers. Great. Thanks, Marie. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Let's talk to Catherine calling from Santa Barbara right now. Hi, Catherine. Oh, hi, Marie hi. and Mike. I'm hi, so excited to talk to both of you. This is... um. This topic is very relevant, I'd say, to my life right now. Um, I uh, I feel like I've had I have many blessings in my life and lots of happiness, um, you know, in my family and kind of my health in that arena. It's my I feel like there's a you know I'm just not sure what life what my life purpose is. Um, so when I sit down to try and manifest. Something kind of outside of, I feel, I'm just feeling a pull towards something, but I don't know what it is. And okay. I don't know how to manifest it if I don't, <laughs> you know, right. don't know what oh, to I, ask I, I've for. been there. Yeah. So that, that's been my main thing that I've been um, struggling with lately. Well, Catherine, I remember where I was eight or nine years ago, I had decided to liquidate the T-shirt gift company that my mother, brother, and I started. And we were ahead financially, but it wasn't fun, and the trends were really diving. So we liquidated, and it was like, now what do I do? And I remember telling my brother, if I only knew what I wanted to do, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh, I'd sink my teeth into it. I'd eat, (laughs) sleep, and breathe it. But I have no idea. Well, that's that's how I am. And my husband, actually, same thing. He lost his job. So we're both in the same space. So it kind of... Well, you're in a great space because there are truly infinite possibilities around you right now. And this is a great time to kind of understand where you're really at in terms of the truth about the nature of reality and all that you're so capable of doing, and then get going. And the way you get going when you don't know what your purpose is, mm-hmm. several answers here. Number one, um, none of us have a purpose other than to experience the adventure of life. You know, nobody comes here um, to to save the world or to to you know, particularly if you've 
gotten excited about the truth and you know your power, you think, okay, what's my little niche? Well, that's yeah. part of your purpose, if you will, is to decide on a day-by-day basis what you want to do. And if you don't have that um, appealing-sounding, sexy-sounding, hey, world, I've discovered the truth, and this is my <laughs> new title, you feel like you've missed a beat and you're a failure. Uh, that, I'm not saying that you feel that, but I know I did, and well, I felt like, I you know, <laughs> I'm just not connecting the dots here. Yeah. This is what I did. I discovered that I did know what I wanted to do. It's not about what you should do. It's about what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean physically. I knew that I wanted end results that would include creative, fulfilling work. While you might not know what you want to do, you do know you want that. I knew I wanted to live in abundance. I knew I wanted to travel internationally, and I knew I wanted to have a lot of friends and laughter. Those, that was all I had to go on. How mm-hmm. to get there? The hows are the bane of our existence. We, we wrestle with these hows, and... Without knowing it, we're limiting the universe's ability to bring us something. In the ideal sense, in my more advanced teachings, I tell people, let your end results be general, like abundance, like friends, like having creative, fulfilling work. Now, that leaves you kind of feeling empty because it's like, well, what do I do about it? The second step, after you have a general end result that you have total clarity on, mm-hmm. then you just take these baby steps in, in any direction that makes sense logically end with your heart. And where I was nine years ago, there was not one clear path in front of me. And sometimes if we've messed with the house too much or worried about the shoulds too much, we feel so disconnected. We don't know what our bliss is. And sometimes that means it's a matter of taking stock of what your options are, whether it's continuing in the same profession or starting a new one that you resonate with. And sometimes it's a matter, this is a double negative, of choosing from the least unattractive of your options. Where I was nine years ago, I was like, well, I could go back to public accounting. Uh, I could become a full-time writer. I hate reading. Uh, I'm not really a person who wants to focus on writing. doesn't really appeal to me. I could do public speaking because speakers get paid a lot of money. That logically makes sense, but I'm petrified of speaking to an audience. I was back then. These were my options. They all made some sense. I had some strengths there. I had something to offer the world because I loved philosophy and talking about the nature of reality. But the point of this is not one of them was my bliss. Not one of them did I feel like was my purpose. Not one of them was the life of my dreams. But they were all I had to go on. So I just moved in the direction of those because they felt like they might lead to potential abundance, international travel, creative, fulfilling work. So in the very beginning, those baby steps were not glamorous. I wasn't proud of them. They didn't pay any money. I was sending free emails on the Internet and giving free speeches to Toastmasters clubs. Um, But it just made some sense, and it felt like, you know, something could be down this path, and I didn't know what else to do. But always doing something is better than doing nothing. You know, once you've given yourself a little rest, uh, time to, to catch your breath, perhaps if you've lost your job and you've felt all the emotions, then just do something. Because when you're out in the world and you've already got these end results of health, friends, abundance, travel, or whatever they would be for you, if you're out in the world, then life's magic literally can reach you. You will be predisposed to the right person at the right time, infused with the inspiration and creativity you need. And the miracles, although you won't recognize them as miracles in the beginning, will be unending. And with hindsight, you'll look back one day, waking up, realizing you're living the life of your dreams. You'll wonder, how did I ever get to be here? 
And it's because of all these little miracles and these little baby steps that seemed so futile in the beginning when you didn't even know what it was you wanted to do. I think that sounds perfect. So now you have to go out in the world and begin making those steps. Just make them and don't, you can't make a wrong step like GPS in a car. You know, if you go the wrong way, it'll tell you, make a legal U-turn. The only problem is, is it can't talk to you, your GPS system in the car, if you're not driving because you're telling the whole system that you're not ready. Right, whether right. you realized it or not. So you won't make a wrong step. Uh, the system's not going to speak to you that, you're making, that you need to make a legal U-turn, but if you go in a direction that, let's just say, is not quote-unquote ideal, someone will befriend you, they'll, you'll have a conversation, you'll see a billboard, something will be heard on the radio, and you'll be gently nudged into alignment with the shortest, quickest way to your heart's desire, <clears throat> as you've defined it, with in terms of abundance or friends or uh, fulfillment. Okay, great. So as long as you're taking action. Great, Good. Catherine. Thank you Marie? for calling in. Yes. Well, Marie, do you have, do you see anything? Uh, yeah, well, you did know. Did anything come to you? Uh, well, yeah, no, yeah, I'm scanning your energy right now. And actually, you are leaking a little bit from that lower second chakra, so your lower back. Oh, yeah. And what that means to me is that you're doing too much for others. Uh-huh. Is that, is that true for you? <laughs> True. Okay. Three, three kids. Okay, know. three kids. Yes, I understand that. And so what would be really important for you, especially if you're, st- you're trying to decide or, you know, walk into your passion, find your life purpose, which everything that Mike said is just so beautifully said and so completely true. And what I think is the funniest part for all of us that we're still trying, even I'm still trying to get many things into my head, that really the answers to life are quite easy. Right. They're it's, not complicated. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you can just imagine yourself being incredibly happy, doing something you don't know what it is, okay. that just rocks you your socks off. Yeah. Right? That, that was good advice. It's to be fantastic advice. Yeah. yeah. And I would start using the word no. I would start saying it in the shower, in the car, because your energy is going towards too many other people and you're not using it for yourself as well as you could. Okay. So by saying no, I'll close up that leak. Yeah, it, it okay. will definitely help it. And and be kind to yourself. You know, don't feel guilty because that's mm-hmm. not a very helpful emotion either. But yeah, uh-huh. be kind to yourself. Yeah. Okay. All okay, right. great. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. Okay, bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. So, so Mike, in, in terms of uh, people just allowing themselves to have this amazing joy and to get out of the way and to look at the end result, they don't know how it happened. Because you call that the, how do you call the house? I'm the so, cursed house. The cursed house, right. Our and, brain's way too small. There's no <laughs> way that we can take into account the seven other billion people and each one of their agendas and their changing mind and our changing <laughs> mind to map the course. It's impossible. Right. And, and of course, we don't have the ability to think as magnificently as the universe can. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And so when we're trying to figure it out, we're actually slowing it down and making it way more complicated. And we're limiting possibilities because if we say, oh, "Oh, I'm going to live in abundance by writing this book, well, it could have come to you so many other ways, but you've eliminated those options by insisting that it be this book or insisting that Mary is your soulmate. It could have been (laughs) Bambi or Trixie, but not anymore (laughs) because you said it's got to be Mary. And it's like Mary's got her own thoughts. You know, we are co-creators in many regards. Not when it comes to our happiness and uh, our abundance and our health. We're it, the only creator. But in the rest of reality, with creative, fulfilling work and, and the interactions, you know, there are other agendas. There are other people, some who could slow us down and some who could rocket us forward. And the physical senses will never reveal to you who is who, because most of the people that are going to rock your world in the future, you don't even know that they exist yet. 
Right. But but the universe and life's magic does know, and it can they can and will be woven into your life. Their dreams will be complementary to your dreams, so long as so long as you don't eliminate options or possibilities by insisting on how or specific people, which is another form of messing with the house. Yeah, so we don't want to mess with the house, and we're going to go ahead and take a break here on the Remanu Cherry Show, and we are blessed to have Mike Dooley, the New York Times bestselling author of Infinite Possibilities, and we'll be right back. Become a Reiki Master the weekend of November 6th, 7th, and 8th at the Redmond Marriott Hotel. This two-and-a-half-day workshop is open to all levels of experience and will certify you in Reiki 1, 2, and 3. Here's what one of Marie's newly certified Reiki Masters has to say about her workshop experience. Marie's Reiki Master Workshop was a life-transforming weekend for me. What I love most about working with Marie is her incredibly positive energy and the influence it has on me as an individual. Marie's encouragement to explore yourself and to trust what you see made an amazing journey that I feel blessed to have shared with a fascinating group of people. Reiki is still Marie's favorite modality. This is truly a powerful weekend with healing and guided meditation. Enrollment is limited. Please call 425-825-5671 for more information or check out Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. Marie is excited to announce the release of her brand new CD, A Healthy Immune System. A healthy immune system is the key to good health and vitality. On this CD, Marie explains what the immune system is and how the different components of the immune system function within the human body. You'll also gain a better understanding of energy medicine as it relates to the immune system. Marie shares exercises and meditations throughout this CD so you can create a healthy immune system and vital state of well-being. Also included with this CD is a diagram of the immune system and a brief glossary of terms for easy reference. To order your copy of Marie's new CD now, please visit her website at energyintuitive.com. Marie and Dr. Sheila Dunn-Merritt will begin the first of four interactive workshops on December 5th entitled Healing from Within. This first workshop will focus on what you are taking in physically and emotionally. Topics will include detoxifying, weight loss, absorption of nutrients, a healthy metabolism, food allergies, and food sensitivities. Dr. Sheila and Marie will share tools and techniques to empower you in the healing process. Join them at the Residence Inn Marriott in Bellevue from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on December 5th so that you too can begin healing from within and step into the new year with commitment, with freshness, with wholeness, feeling vital and ready to live your life fully. Cost for the workshop is $95 pre-registered and $100 at the door. Seating is limited. To register or for more information, please call Dr. Sheila's office at 425-452-9366 or visit Marie's website at energyintuitive.com. Alternative Talk 1150 is on the interwebs. Dial us up at 1150kknw.com. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle, and we are grateful to have Mike Dooley, the author of the best-selling Times book, Infinite Possibilities. And Mike happens to be in the Northwest touring for his book. And also, you can go to tut.com and get a beautiful message from the universe every single day into your mailbox, well, five days a week anyway. I just started doing that, and I love them. It's the first thing I click on when I check my account. So welcome, Mike, back to the show. Thanks, Marie. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you here. And so um, I'm looking through, you have beautiful questions here that um, your wonderful people sent us. So that's always fun. As a host, I enjoy wanting to know what the person that I'm speaking to would like to talk about as well. And so when you um, think about what are the greatest obstacles that we have in terms of individuals creating what they want in their life, what do you think is their greatest obstacle? I think the greatest obstacle is not understanding or for, for innocent reasons, not even try trying to understand the nature of reality. This has got to be the starting point. If you want to be firing off cylinders, sitting on the throne of your the life of your wildest dreams. If you've got one foot in the camp of, you know, I'm a creator, there's a law of attraction, the universe adores me, but you've got another foot in old school thinking that's kind of worried about karma, robbing you of your power, maybe I entered an ancient spiritual contract that I've completely forgotten about, or some people say to me, how do I know that I didn't choose this life to experience lack and illness? That means you've got misunderstandings going on. And it's, it's as if all of our power can ebb away from not understanding that. The truth is so simple, and as you said earlier, it's knowable. Life is the ultimate knowable. It's our responsibility, maybe our greatest responsibility, to ask the hard questions, and then we do find they have answers. We discover that we are creators, that there's nothing between us and the life of our dreams except for what we think, speak, and do between now and arriving. We're not limited by the past. We're not limited by karma or ancient spiritual contracts. Both are notions that do describe or attempt to describe aspects of living in time and space, but none of them um, take away the ability of our thoughts to become things. That's, there's no mitigating or, or weakening factors to, to this absolute principle of our thoughts um, having an energy that literally manipulate the world around us. You know, whatever we choose to think on, we can experience. And, and, uh, and the lives of success stories all over the world are proof of this. None of them had the same background. None of them had the same religion. None of them had the same, you know, uh, male or female or height. Or The only commonality is their vision and that they move towards it. And then literally heaven and earth moves out of the way to support the manifestation of our dreams. So that's the biggest thing, to, to understand your absolute power and not give it away to false concepts. Oh, I, that's just so beautiful. And, you know, one of the biggest rules in the universe is free will. Everything yes. has free will. But you said it so beautifully with great detail, um, hope, you know, hopefully helping our listeners understand how powerful they really are. That's just gorgeous. So we're going to go ahead and go to our phone lines. And who are we going to got on the phone, Eric? We've got Marcy calling from Edmonds. Hi, Marcy. Hi, Marie. Hi, Mike. Hi, Marcy. How are you guys? Awesome. Thank you. How are you? Good. Welcome to the Northwest. Thank you. Um, I have a question. Um, it's kind of a two-edged sword. Um, about a year ago, I lost my job um, unexpectedly or wasn't expected. And um, so I haven't found one since. Um, I'm obviously looking. Mm-hmm. Um, 
then the other part of this little dilemma is that my husband has a rare brain condition that is not treatable, and no one knows when the outcome will be. So my question is, you know, Marie, do you see that I might find a job? Or, you know, is it all right to leave him alone? Mm. I'm sort of caught between a rock and a hard place because I really do need the job. You know, I think this, I think let's go to Mike for the work question or all of the questions actually, but let's go to Mike because I know you have some great ideas. I can feel them brewing in your mind. Okay. Well, as far as the job thing goes, too often when something happens, we examine it with our physical senses alone because that's all we've ever been indoctrinated to do. And, and we immediately label it, you know, uh, job, good, no job or losing the job unexpectedly, bad. And people will think, oh, I must have invisible limiting self-sabotaging beliefs, or I must be a, a, a contract or a karma or things that I don't have power over. First off, it's not necessarily a bad thing at all. You know, I had this t-shirt gift company with my mother brother that, that we got to a place where we had to wind it down. You know, you could say uh, I fired myself and it was like, wow, you know, I, I see my responsibility in this. I cannot explain it for the life of me. I understand the truth about our power and divinity. Yet I'm starting over, and I'm almost 40, was my train of thought eight years ago. It seemed like my life was a train crash. Um, but while I couldn't explain it, I did know how to spark change, have an end result, and start taking action towards it and not label myself as broken or flawed or limited in any way. And then, lo and behold, not only did that work over the months and years that followed, but then in hindsight, out of curiosity, I'm like, you know, what was that commotion all about when my train supposedly crashed? And I look over my shoulder in hindsight with perspective now, seeing it in context, which we can't do when it's just happened or even a year ago, sometimes 10 years ago, we're still too close to it. Um, and I cannot find, for the life of me, a train crash. Instead, what clearly happened was the train changed tracks. While it was changing tracks, I jumped to conclusions that had nothing to do with reality, like something was wrong with me and I didn't know what was happening. But it was changing tracks to reach more people doing exactly the same work. I was the writer of the little pithy thoughts that went on to the t-shirts about life, dreams, and happiness that went on to our greeting cards. And I wanted so much more to reach more people than I could than by selling my thoughts with palm trees and fishies and souvenir retail <laughs> tourist markets. And so, boom, wish comes true. Uh, that business wound down, and I continued doing exactly the same thing. It turns out I had tons of momentum because I had been writing those T-shirts for 10 years. And then now I've reached over 300,000 people daily by email. And wherever I announce that I'm coming to, to give a full-day workshop, whether it's Perth or um, Cape Town or Johannesburg, uh, anywhere, literally, there's an audience of hundreds of people. And so for you, I would say immediately, one year ago when you lost your job, it was a good, positive thing. It put you in a place of receivership for things you could never have received had you had that job. And now make sure you don't draw false conclusions. Don't feel like a victim. You're a creator. This is part of your unconscious creations, and you're now in a place where you can move on into other directions by having end results and, and taking action on them. And with regard to your husband, 
you know, I'm sure it's a harrowing experience, and, and I can't even comprehend exactly um, the challenges that you're going through. But, but these kind of things never happen, quote-unquote, accidentally. Not that they happen deliberately, but there's always, always a gift. Um, your husband is experiencing a gift just for the territory he's going through right now. It might not look like the kind of gift anybody would choose for, but with perspective one day, it will be known and understood. You, with love in your heart, are part of this ex- this equation. You're not with this person accidentally. You are the perfect person to bring about healing, compassion, and understanding. Perhaps Given your husband's uh, situation, there's something you could do with regard to writing or teaching others in a similar place, with bringing healing to the fore, by living a normal life in spite of the um, condition. All of these things um, could be reasons for, you know, quote-unquote reasons for what you're going through right now, and the, and the gifts are aplenty, um, a, truly a challenging circumstance uh, that you're in, but but you being closer to it than any of us will know better than any of us what your options are. And uh, you will have to make some decisions about, you know, do I get a job or not? But, but I wouldn't look at getting a job in the conventional way. I would look at it being a little bit creative, maybe using the Internet, or maybe doing something conventional, you know, working for an insurance agency, while at the same time um, blazing new trails in a new direction with the opportunities that you uniquely have given your um, – circumstances with your husband. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that was so beautiful. That was so beautiful. Getting a job at home somehow so that you can be there if that's what makes you happy or spend most of the time there with your loved one, helping him through his interesting experience. Yeah, that was lovely. We wish you the best too. All right. Thank you so so much. much. Thanks, Marcy. Now we're going to move on to Suzanne in Ellensburg. Hello, Suzanne. Hello. 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 Ah, there we go. Hello, Suzanne. Hi. Hello. Hi, thank you. Let me turn my speaker down. Thanks so much. Um, I'm really enjoying the show today. It's just um, so in line with my current experience. Um, I recently decided to uh, leave my home and my practice and go explore Australia for a year. Yeah, and I... I just can tell with every every uh, every feeling that I have, even though some of it's a little fearful, that this is so right, and I feel so in line with divinity. Just mm-hmm. I just feel excited and happy and you full should. of joy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really really fun. Um, my question, though, the reason I'm calling is. To ask Marie if you Marie if you can tell me how my mom who's on mm. the other side mm. is and mm. how, what her thoughts or feelings are about this that's going on. Well, for she's me. thrilled. She just wishes she had done it with you, <laughs> or had in some way allowed her life, you know, to be free and fun. Take an entire month off and go visit a continent. I mean, how exciting. A year. A year. Oh my gosh, a year. Okay. I wish I was going with you. How fun would that be? Um, (laughs) So those are her thoughts from my opinion. And Mike has traveled all over the world. Um, Haven't you? Is that true, Mike? Yes, it is. I've been to Australia Australia three times recently, a year ago from coast to coast. 
Oh, and in his book, Infinite Possibilities, Mike, you talked about how much you wanted to travel, and you didn't know how that was going to happen. Just like Suzanne, you didn't know how that was going to happen, and Mm -mm. you worked on it magically, I'm assuming, so that you could create this incredible opportunity for you. I I did, and my mom really helped, you know, because she she died, she left the money. No wonder she's excited. to be real creative with that money and just go have fun, even though that's not what anybody would recommend anybody. <laughs> you mean some <laughs> Any of, the... of my more conservative acquaintances or family members ah, well, and so mike that's an interesting thing when when you know suzanne was all excited about using some of the the cash that she got from her mother's passing to go explore the world and other people weren't exactly on the same page right yes what's your we live in such such primitive times, as I said, spiritually speaking. And so whenever someone gathers the courage to kind of boldly honor themselves and honor their desires, there will always be those who are naysayers, who say that it's, you know, maybe a little bit too extravagant or that you should be worrying about other people or that, you know, it's part of the, the territory these days. And, and we're not here in this territory, none of us, accidentally. Um, and I applaud you for having the courage to, to follow a dream that so many people have, yet so few act on. And you're going to have an amazing time in Australia. You know, I would encourage you not only that, that you continue with the vision to go, but that, that you challenge yourself on a day-by-day basis when you're there to, to spark up a new conversation with a complete stranger. And, and you'll just be astounded at how the world responds in, in a loving, welcoming way. And, and the new friends you'll, you make will um, more than make up for the few who just don't get you anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's just uh-huh. so beautiful. I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I can tell that that is that part of what's going to be happening. Wonderful. Well, we wish you, wish you a fantastic and wonderful trip. Thank a blast. you. And I'm sure I will be in touch, of course, and I'll be listening. And um, if I work it out, I may have to get up in the middle of the night, but I'll call you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have a great trip. Thanks. All righty. Very much. And when I was reading your book, Mike, um, you were talking about how, uh, wrote about how you wanted to travel the world and you didn't know what that looked like or how it was going to happen. And so you would spend time, I, I think your favorite, or used to be, I don't know um, if it still is, lay on the couch for five minutes. And yeah. that's where you did your vi- visualization. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you were imagining yourself traveling all over the world. And then this great opportunity from your work came up to, um, to work in the Middle East, yeah, actually. It was, to, you know, again, so often... When our dreams come true, they're so much more and so much more grand and and joy-inducing than we even imagined in the beginning. And one of the first things I did with the scrapbook was uh, having an uncle who was quite international, a British, you know, London businessman uh, that inspired me to no end. Uh, He was my hero. He had done a lot of globe trotting, and I, when I put my first scrapbook together, which is basically the same as a vision board, just I put pictures on plain white sheets of paper of things I wanted in my life, bunch of smiling faces, you know, they were strangers, but it connoted to me, made me feel like they were my friends that I wanted to have in real life, and pictures of foreign destinations. I, at first, didn't have the travel pictures there, because I remember I was like, you know, 22 or 23, just out of school not making a lot of money. And I thought, you know, one day I'd I'd like to travel internationally like my uncle. And so I put pictures of, you know, London, Paris, Hong Kong, Tokyo in my scrapbook just with the thought. And 
it's said and it's true that the universe has dreams for us far grander than our own. And if we follow our own, then we see, then then even bigger things can happen. The universe is kind of takes the baton and and really surprises us. But within two years, um, not only did I avert from myself avert being fired at Price Waterhouse, but I was transferred into a tax department. Total shock that unbeknownst to me, has uh, branches and subsidiaries all over the world. And I took an assignment in the Middle East, and during one of my home, leave, home leaves, having breakfast at the Regent Hotel in Kowloon, Hong Kong, I looked, looked up through the two-story plate glass windows surrounding me, and, and my heart nearly skipped a beat, because suddenly I recognized that I was in the exact same spot as a photographer who took a picture of Hong Kong Island that I had cut and pasted out of Architectural Digest and put in my scrapbook two years earlier. Wow. And it was just like, oh my gosh, the, the <laughs> intricacies involved in getting me there then uh, within two years. Right. And, I, and I, we are so inclined to success and so inclined to succeed. We are pushed on, um, you know, with, with uh, a force we can't even imagine. So even though it was not even in the realm of my beliefs at the time that I could be such a globe-trotting traveler within two years, I was still pushed through those limits. I was still given the opportunity to to bring those thoughts to bear. And, and I say to people who are worried about their invisible limiting beliefs or their so-called baggage, don't worry. With our inclination to succeed and with the fact that we are all more positive than we ever give ourselves credit for, far more positive, this sets the stage for, for surprise after surprise. And, and whatever your negative thoughts were, as long as you start today with a new vision for your life and you start taking action with the baby steps, all of the old stuff, even invisible, limiting, self-sabotaging beliefs can be brushed to the wayside to, to the point they don't make sense anymore with your new life and your new actions. And so even if you didn't know that you had a limiting belief about being worthy, yet you were starting to act worthy, that belief will go away and you never had to figure out what it was to begin with, which is why I tell people, don't go looking for your invisible limiting beliefs because they are invisible and you'll you'll tend to draw conclusions that that you're not worthy that uh, you know things that weren't even true to begin with move forward and you will be astounded oh wow that is amazing advice we don't have to go out looking for those beliefs anymore no, it's a waste don't. of energy oh that's wonderful we're going to go ahead and go to our phone lines all right let's talk to Tammy and Muckleteo hello Tammy Hi, Marie. Hi, Mike. Hi, I feel so honored to be able to speak with you. You've actually answered a lot of my questions. This has been phenomenally healing for me to listen to you. I have. Wonderful. I became um, to a point a couple of years ago at the end of a relationship, and my daughter going off on her own life of feeling like things have opened up for me, and it was time for me to really create a life that brought me fulfillment and happiness, and I I just haven't been able to come up with that picture of mm-hmm. what that is. Um, I, I tried to go back when I was young to think about what I wanted, because there was so many things I had wanted to do and wanted to be, and they just didn't seem to fit, and I guess my question is, is where should I go from here? Because I'm still feeling stuck okay. to a point. 
Well, Tammy, I would say usually, again, when people are having trouble coming up with the picture, it's really in truth that they're having trouble coming up with the house. Because cause you and I both know that you'd like to be creatively filled, living in abundance, friends and laughter, great relationships. So, so you do know what you want. That's exactly what you want. And stop worrying about how you're going to get there. Just do stuff. Do anything. Move in the direction that thrills you. And if you don't know what that is, then you can... You're freed to move in any direction under the sun. And I know you're not going to move in any direction. You're not going to probably start digging ditches or flipping burgers, although that would be perfectly fine. Um, you'll pick, it, at a minimum, the least of the unattractive options before you, which will at least give you traction, which will at least get you out into the world, which will at least predispose you to new serendipities where you can be aligned with things that you will enjoy more and more and more. And I haven't said this yet, but everything that we do, all of us, you know, whether it's something we love or, or a job that we don't like, as long as it's on our plate, do it to the best of your ability. Mm. Master that job that you hate going to. Not, and that's not going to marry you to it. It's going to free you from it. People are going to see what's going on. People are going to want a little bit of what you've got to offer. They're going to want to be near you. They're going to be drawn to you. Even if you only work for for some egomaniac alone in his or her office, you might feel like, well, this is not going to do me any good. But as you master it, your own confidence is going to improve. And because I, I always advocate, you knock on a lot of doors. You turn over a lot of stones. As you're feeling elevated by by your own performance at work with this egomaniac, and you check the want ads on Sunday morning or at monster.com, and you, you join the gardening club or, or, or what have you, magic and miracles start happening because you took those first step steps, even though they weren't glamorous, even though they were fraught with timidity and uncertainty, you nevertheless took them all the while mindful of the bigger, grander picture of where you'd like your life to go. That's what sparks magic. Mm. Oh, I just can't express my gratitude. Thank mm. you. This is so Thank much you, what I needed. Happy trails. Yes, happy trails. <laughs> we wish you the best. Bye. So for those of you who are listening to the show tonight, we have Mike Dooley, who is visiting the Northwest, promoting his book, Infinite Possibilities, which is now on the New York Times bestselling list. Yay. Yay. Yeah, we're very excited for you. And Mike will be in Seattle speaking at the Unity Church in Seattle, downtown Seattle, on Sunday, which is November 8th, between at 7 o'clock. I'm not sure how long the talk will be, but 7 o'clock. One hour. One hour talk. And the bookshop, East West Bookshop, is putting on this event for Mike. And bookshop, um, you can go ahead to their website, eastwestbookshop.com, and you can register for the class, or you can give them a call at 206 Five, wait, yeah, 206, sorry, 523-3726. You can see Mike live if you're here in Seattle. It's going to be very exciting. I plan on being there. It's going to be a wonderful time. So, Mike, what are some of the things that you have set for your future, for your life? What are some of, I mean, you've made some great accomplishments. Thank you, thank you. Of course. What are some of your goals? Well, my end results never change. Um, Creative, fulfilling work, international travel, friends and laughter, wealth and abundance. And, and, uh, And I repeat that just because of the importance of that and the importance of not messing with the house. But... Uh, I, I know what you're asking, and so some of the doors I'm knocking on now and some of the stones I'm turning over that could pan out to some very interesting avenues. Um, let's see. Well, much of the same <laughs> writing and speaking. Uh, I take groups of people every six months to exotic yeah, places. Yeah, I saw Pichu, that. Cairo, Egypt. That looks like fun. 
Yes. Oh, we have a great time uh, on cruises. We also have just incorporated and received 501c3 status for gifts from the universe. And so we've got a couple of great ideas for, for ways to, to bring smiles and sunshine to different pockets of the world. I can't really speak to too much of what that's going to entail, but it, it is fun. And anybody who signs up for my notes from the universe is always kept informed of everything else that I'm doing and that the club's doing. We have a website now that's very much like Facebook. It's in its beta stage, but uh, people have met friends there. People have gotten engaged with people they've met there. Uh, we've been doing this eight years, and it's a lot of fun. And the last thing to share is, well, because you asked, right. uh, one thing I might do eventually one day is uh, look at politics. Oh, so wow. It just speaks to me, and uh, wow. I'd just like to make a, a difference. For selfish reasons, I'd like to do it. And uh, Well, I, speaking for myself, and I'm sure for everyone listening, we would love to have someone who's enthusiastic, positive, and cares in a positive way about our world to be in politics. We would love that. So we're all Thanks, encouraging Mike. you to do that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So what are some of the daily exercises you suggest to people to move in the direction of their dreams? Well, very simply, uh, visualizing is one of the simplest things you can do that makes the biggest difference in your life. And I offer guidelines in my book. Uh, It's just a tool. You don't have to do it. But if you do it, the nice thing about it is you don't have to admit to people you're doing it, which makes some people squirm because it sounds so new agey. But if your thoughts become things, and they do, it's a no-brainer to realize that, that we ought to set a couple of minutes, no more than five or ten, aside every day to think those thoughts deliberately of our lives as if our dreams had already come true. That's the key, the end result. So visualize, um, choose words deliberately, even if you're alone looking in the mirror or if you're with friends you can trust, that imply your dream has already come true. You know, like, oh, my life is so easy. I have so much free time. Everything I touch turns to gold. Uh, I'm so photogenic. Say things that you want to be true that aren't yet true, which is totally a weird thing. I, I agree. I do it all the time. I think it's but, a great oh, it's idea. But, power. It's so, mm-hmm. You know, you're retraining, you're recircuiting your brain. Right. Literally, you're recircuiting your brain and makes it easier to think more thoughts along that right. those lines. And as you take action, unwittingly, you're installing new beliefs that support you. It's powerful. Right. You're creating cellular change all the way down to the DNA. It's fantastic. Those eyes, the windows to your soul. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'd also advocate, you know, it's known by in many schools of thought to uh, acting as if. In other words, playfully pretending that you're already the person you've always dreamed of, that you're already surrounded in abundance, that you're already as healthy as you ever wanted to be. You know, working within legal and medical um, comfort zones. Um, Pretend that you're there. Give your... Give yourself a little treat. Do a little splurge from the mindset that you've made it. Um, and it doesn't have to be extravagant, and you don't even have to spend money. There's all kinds of ways. I give lots of examples in my books, uh, book, Infinite Possibilities, about how you can playfully pretend, you know, whether it's picking up the phone and having a pretend conversation or, um, you know, or helping someone else achieve as you wish to achieve, as if you've already achieved. Thank you so much, Mike. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you, Marie. Thank you so much. And if you want to see Mike live in Seattle, then go ahead and go to eastwestbookshop.com. He'll be at the Unity Church, downtown Seattle, on Sunday night. Look forward to seeing everyone there. Thank you so so much, Mike. We wish you safe travels always. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mike. Goodbye, everyone. Joyful blessings.